Hello and welcome to A Bit Above Podcast. I'm Audra. And I'm Hadassah. And we are two average women living oceans apart. Our show displays a reachable lifestyle where we work to be better versions of ourselves in our day-to-day life. We know that the constant strive for perfection can lead to anxieties and disappointment, so we make changes that enhance our lives without giving up the things we love. Join us each week as we chat about motherhood, positivity, feel-good stories, relationships, and everything in between. All right, Hadassah, I'm dying to know how was Passover, which was eight days long? It's over. So (laughs) like I said in the other, I think two weeks ago episode, I am not crazy on the holidays, but it was nice because my husband was off of work for a week and we got to do all these things, go to um, waterfalls and see pretty views. But then also I got my hair dyed. I know what your hair looks like, but explain to everyone else what you did to your hair. I just lightened it up a teeny bit and fixed like the balayage because I the last guy that did it didn't do such a great job. So now it's a a little bit of a mess. So I I just got it kind of fixed. It's not really different. I don't look any different. I just look a little lighter in person, which makes you look different, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, your hair is lighter. It's different. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Was it worth like a thousand shekel? I don't know. Well, balayage itself is a process from what I understand, because that's six hours. Yeah. The top of your hair is darker than the bottom of your hair in essence. However, is it different than ombre? It is, but any hairdresser listening to this is not going to approve on whatever answer I give with my zero knowledge, but it's it's, (laughs) uh, something in the category, but it's different. Cool. Cool. It was just this weird experience because you can tell me what you think about this, but There were just times where I was like blown away with amazement and then sometimes just awkwardly uncomfortable. So let me tell you why. So I get there and I was with my husband and I don't know, he asked, well, when was the last time I got my hair dyed? And he didn't even look at me that much. Like he didn't check through my hair. He was just like asking me from across the room. And my husband said like, oh, a year and a half ago. And he was like, no. And he was like, oh, yes. He was like, no, it's a month, a year and a month. That seems very precise from across the room. But it was. That's exactly when I got my last hair done. Dang. So I thought, okay, what a coincidence. Cool. I guess he's measuring my hair growth. I also had a baby, so I felt like my hormones would be different, but whatever. Then he was like looking through my hair and he was like, your dad has like reddish hair in his in his hair. And I was like, um, how do you know what color hair my dad has? Wait, couldn't that come from your mother's side too? Apparently not. Apparently, according to my hairdresser, no. The weird part about it, I have a little bit of red in my hair and only my father, he has really dark colored hair. Well, now it's kind of like salt and pepper, but growing up, his mustache and beard would only grow in red. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like my dad. Yeah, so when you say that, I'm like, Okay, that is weird because I've never heard that from any hairdresser I've gone to, but now I know where the red really comes from because both my parents have really dark hair. So I just figured it was just kind of weird. But now that you say that, I'm like, oh, hmm. Yeah, Yeah. not only that, but then he said that I sleep on my right side of the bed when I go to sleep, which is true. I sleep on the right. And he said I have less hair on the right side because I sleep on the right side every night. And it's so true. Like I was blown away. And I'm sitting there getting my hair dyed. And all of a sudden he was like, said something to me in Hebrew. And I I didn't really hear it at first, but he was trying to be discreet. So like, I, I didn't really hear it. And then he was like, how do I explain this? And he was like, he said period in Hebrew. And I was like, he's like, you're, you're on your period. And I was like, 
what yes <laughs> yes <laughs> how do you know my first reaction was like do I smell <laughs> like what oh my word <laughs> but that should no, not be your first reaction <laughs> he said like he can maybe it's the oils on the hair or something but he was like I know that you're on your period okay I'm literally googling <laughs> right now because I want to know can your hairdresser tell if you're on your period I wonder how many people Google this question. <laughs> Probably not. <a> lot. <laughs> well, let's just see. Um, does your period affect your hair? Your skin and scalp change in response to hormonal variations occurring throughout your cycle. Some people report more bad hair days around their period. Many of the changes you may be associating with your hair throughout your cycle are due to the changes in the oil production from your what something glands. <laughs> Try to say the word. What is it? No. Uh, I'll spell it S E B A C E O U S. I don't know. Okay, move on. That's going to go so many different directions. <laughs> I guess, like, on my app tracker, it does ask you, like, how does your skin feel? You know, how does your hair feel? How does your stomach feel? So I guess now I'm thinking about it. I guess maybe they really can kind of tell that stuff but should they tell us that stuff? <laughs> I know I felt what? awkward like it made me uncomfortable as we head into spring and hopefully soon summer not hopefully because that comes automatically <laughs> I don't have to be hopeful for that but <laughs> Audra's been sharing some of her house cleaning tips for like her spring cleaning tips I guess I'm not here for any of those tips because I need the tips, but I do have a different kind of spring cleaning, and that is for our virtual life. We all have our life on virtual and in reality, right? Which I guess virtual could be reality, depending on what you're looking at. But blurred lines, blurred lines, blurred lines for sure. But my idea is to give some tips on how to kind of spring clean your virtual life. I wanted to start with our social medias because that's where we are mostly in our virtual life. So when you go on your phone, I don't know how many hours, go check on your, you know, settings to see on your screen timing or whatever you call that. No, I shut that off. (laughs) Oh, well, but you know, go check and see like how many hours are you on there? What does your environment there look like? And if you just kind of like let it go and just follow whoever you're seeing, whatever, you're not in control of what you're seeing, you still see it and it still goes into your life. And so we're going to talk about how we can take control over our social media environment. And so my question to you, Audra, is who are you following on Instagram? People that I know, people that follow me back and I like the content that they share. Three people in particular sell a product or product line. They're usually based on exercise slash nutrition. Actually, I'll say four people. Well, if I really think about it, that number probably gets even higher. But do you just mean pyramid schemes? (laughs) Kind of. For some, I really think like it is because they want you to become like a leader and join their party and then recruit more people. And then that's where you get the pyramid part. Right. And they've all reached out to me because they want me to join their team. (laughs) I've also reached back out to them to say, I like to follow you because A lot of things that you post aside from your hustle, your side hustle, right? Is also the things that are relatable in real life. If it's kid related, if it's adult related, whatever the other content is, 
makes them more human. And then I like to follow them. But those who post just 100% all the time, it's all about you joining my team and building that pyramid. Uh -uh, I ain't following you. So there's three down to earth people that I've communicated with. One in particular, we have a lot of side conversations just about life in general. And one of them is actually Aaron Opria, who has been on Amy Brown's podcast for things with Amy Brown from the Bobby Bones show. And she has a whole fitness routine and a lifestyle and all these great shebang and things going on. But she has the most amazing dance moves, her and her husband. Yes, when they used to go to that bar on like, I don't know, Thursday night or Thursday morning. Yes. I don't even remember. Yeah. You know, I don't think it was Thursday mornings, but <laughs> <laughs> but definitely yeah. like I can get down with that. But no, I, I haven't bought anyone's products now. <laughs> what about you? What is on yours? Well, now things change because we follow a lot of B teamers. So it's a lot of personal accounts, some businesses. There is a couple of um, weight loss gals. You know, it's, I feel you about wanting to like comment on certain things in their personal life, but it's like a little bit of a trap, to be honest, because you just know that the nicer you are, you want to be nice, you want to be human, but the more nice and human you are, the more they're likely they're going to ask you to be part of it because they're going to think, wow, you're perfect for that. Because girl, I'd be the perfect pyramid scheme girl because I'm so like human and friendly and kind. Pyramid schemes just run to me. I also follow all the by bone show people, not a lot of celebrities. I did follow Erin Opria in the past. And you're not anymore? I do like her content, but it's just a lot. It's um I, I do try to like, I guess what this little segment is about. I do try to keep control of what I'm seeing each day. And it's just a lot. It honestly doesn't motivate me to see people who are exercising all the time. Like honestly, I just don't think I'm gonna get skinny by following people online that are weight loss people. And it's like, for me, I like enjoy her. And I think she's very interesting and funny, but it was just a lot of like juices and like workout clubs and stuff like that. So it, it honestly, there wasn't a whole lot of other content. Like, yes, yeah, she danced and that was probably the only part I enjoyed, but there's not a whole lot of other content besides for weight, like fitness. And she's a fitness account. And honestly, like why I'm going on social media for like a good time, not for a long time. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, you got to sprinkle it in. I'm literally scrolling through my Instagram now and I have like national parks that I follow. So I got like pretty scenery. Then I thought what you the, like to see. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got like random stuff. So only once in a while. Oh, look, right underneath national parks, Erin Opria. She's doing yeah. a morning routine. But yeah, she's doing a fitness routine, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how, how many times like can you see the same thing? I don't know. That's just yeah, my you, opinion. I do like her though. Yeah. It, you got to like sprinkle in little pieces, but with your spring cleaning, how do we clean, how do we clean stuff up that we don't want to necessarily see? Okay. So obviously I have my own ways of doing things because I have my own content. I like to see, right? So my tips are just for me. That's how I do it. And maybe you would find your ways of doing it through my ways, but these are not necessarily the way, right? Yeah. Number one would be go through your follow list on Instagram and to clean it up, like the lady on Netflix, you know, the one with um, the cleaning the house. What's her Marie name? Kondo. Yes. What brings you joy? You, you look at it. Is it bringing me joy? Is it, is it benefiting me? Does it make you feel good? Think about your feelings. Go inward. Look to see what your body feels after seeing something like that. Is it making you happy or sad? Or is it making you feel competitive? 
are you comparing your life to that person? Is it genuine even? <laughs> that's like a big thing on Instagram. Is it even a genuine account? Don't true, worry about, true. yeah, don't worry about unfollowing someone. You just don't owe anyone a follow. <laughs> like your, your goal is to make sure that what you see is like your list of things that you enjoy for your life. Maybe get rid of that. You know, one person who complains a lot about life, you know, maybe if she's a good friend, maybe just go ahead and mute it. You don't even have to unfollow. The best solution is to mute the stories or mute the posts. Um, I do that with a few people who I don't want to unfollow them because I don't want them to see, but I just mute them. <laughs> I do the 30 days snooze on Facebook. And then <laughs> when their 30 days is up, I'm like, dang, this comment. I'm like, oh, they just came out of their 30 days. Here's another oh, 30. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Never done that, but that should, that should be number five. But anyways, okay. Number two, <laughs> check your friends on Facebook. Think like, are you actually still friends with this person or did they just pass through your life? Like some people you'll meet summer camp or, or different places where you meet and you have a good connection, but you spend years lurking on their life. They post this, they post that, but are you really invested in their life? Like, do you actually care? Ask yourself, do you actually care what they're posting on Facebook? Like, are they part of your life? How many times in the last 30 days, 60 days, did you even talk to this person? You might have your own reasons for Facebook. You might use that because, oh, it's nice to be friends with someone from back in the day. Every once in a while, you can go back and you can check in on them, see what's up. But why? <laughs> That's just my personal preference. I see you looking at me like with those like, you know, eyes. But I don't know. For me, I do like being in touch with old friends. And you might have you might look through your friend list and be like, oh, haven't spoken to her in a while. But maybe the answer is not to unfriend her. Maybe it is to reach out and say like, what's up? That's true. I mean, when... Facebook first came up, I reconnected with a cousin that, you know, we hung out all the time as children. And so we had like a family reunion between a whole bunch of us when Facebook first was up and coming. Um, and now it's just, you know, you're like, I have a lot of relatives. So I think that's how a lot of us relatives like stay in touch. Um, and then friends like going all the way back to high school and beyond. But some people are like old coworkers. I haven't talked to them in probably 20 years or so. And but I'll see their posts and I'll heart their posts. Okay, well, let's let's use that for example. So you yeah. see their posts, you look at them, whatever. You are still following them. You still enjoy it. They must have meant something to you, no? Yeah. Oh, if I'm following you, you've meant something to me in my life at some point. Okay, so why don't you, why don't, instead of just hearting their comment, like reach out and, or at least an, like answer their posts or like communicate in some which way or whatever, like you can reach out and see what's up with them. If they're, if they were important, spring cleaning your Facebook friend list might be a good way to remind yourself that, oh, this person I haven't talked to in a while. And she meant so much to me when we worked together at Ross or whatever. If your whole relationship is just hearting each other's comments, like. I think there's know. like small conversations between people from time to time, but majority of it, it's like a heart or care emoji or laughing emoji. Sometimes it's an actual like legit comment, but not all that often. I think it's just because I don't take the time. And I also wasn't on Facebook for like eight solid years. So mm, there was that too. Well, that, that conversation is huge. I'm not even going to go into it because I, I think I can convince you that you don't need to be friends with people on Facebook that you knew 10 years ago that you haven't once said a word to since besides for a heart or an LOL. Okay. But I don't care about that because everybody has the their own way that they use social media. Now I, in that regard, I would probably rather focus on my relationships that are current. No. Yeah. 
you invest more with your current relationships. Yeah. So why you can't keep, okay. Nope. See, I already said, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> Girl, I'm it's coming though. One day I'm going to get you with that. Okay. <laughs> but I don't care. See my, my spring cleaning is about what makes you feel good. So if it makes you feel good to keep people that you're not necessarily super close within your friend group. Um, and I'm not saying super, super close. I mean, just in your life, at least. Uh, I have a lot of friends on Facebook that are not my family or friends and they're B teamers that I hope that will be friends. You know, I want to get to know more B teamers. And so I accept those friend requests and I hope that we would become friends, you know? So, but that's just a thing again, you know, I don't, I can't say that I've talked to everyone in the past 30 or 60 days, but I also want to do some spring cleaning and it's not to, and a lot of people I will keep, even though I haven't spoken to, and uh, it's all case by case scenario, but go through your list and check through to see who is what the posts that you're you're seeing are you can also do it while you're just scrolling through facebook and you see someone and you're like why is that girl saying that again oh this dude what did he say right <laughs> if you're just annoyed don't worry about unfollowing people Audrey, if you have to use a 30-day mute thing maybe you need to unfriend the person uh they're a relative <laughs> ah, okay never mind cool so, so out of respect they just go in the 30 day snooze zone every 30 days i love that well number three is sort through your facebook groups see which groups are something you're still wanting to be a part of or is it something that isn't relevant in your life anymore because you know, I went through mine recently because I was in so many groups and I also run a group that takes up way too much time. <laughs> I don't really have time for any other groups, but I went through and I was like, I don't need, think I need Dallas apartment groups anymore because I'm not in Dallas. I don't think I need my wedding groups or my pregnancy groups. You know what I mean? So like kind of just going through and seeing like, because those come on your feed too. That's your environment too. I, you know, how many times I see like certain groups and I'm like, why am I still in this? unfollow <laughs> well it depends on the relationships with the people that you were that were a part of that group if you go to follow like a group like a mommy's group or a pregnancy group if you've individually connected with some people from that group do you follow them individually and then get rid of the big group well do you, you don't just... have to get rid of any group you can keep the group if, it, if it's still relevant like my i have one pregnancy group i'm still in because i made connections with the people in there and then I also have some that I got rid of because I'm like, I didn't really use it that much. So it, you, mm. I'm not saying to go through and get rid of as much as you can. You want to keep the ones that are still relevant to you. Right. The last thing would be the same thing as groups, but with Facebook pages. Like you might want to just see what are your likes on your pages because those come up all the time. And it's not that you don't want to like follow pages or support businesses, but like how many do you want coming on your feed each day? This is true. I think definitely cleaning up things is a good thing. I mean, we're not here for, oh, I have the most amount of friends or I have the most amount of followers or I have this or I have that quantity versus quality. We always want it to be about quality, not quantity people. Well, are you going to spring clean your social media? I think I will definitely peruse through it. There are definitely people that I follow probably more on Instagram I have no idea who the heck they are. <laughs> no clue. This is what it's for, Audra. Like, literally, this is why I say about the spring cleaning, because I bet you see their stories. Why? So we definitely have 
different life experiences and backgrounds. Mine is more old school and yours is a lot newer, (laughs) new school, but also um, cultures. You were also raised Jewish. I was raised, I don't even know what a good term was. Like I was just raised people, just raised. But we definitely played certain games were synonymous with our upbringing. Like I could name off, you know, have you ever played Candyland? Yes. Oh my God. Candyland. Stop. You know, Candyland. I do. I forgot how to play it. Now that I think about it, I think you just pick a card and that's the color and you go to the next color or something like that. Yeah. I don't want to say you don't have to look at the rules too, but yeah, you go like go (laughs) one around. Oh my God. What else did you play? I don't know if it qualifies as a game, but this definitely went down a lot was Connect Four. Connect Four, yes. I think that's timeless. <laughs> so I think everybody plays that, no? Well, I hope so because they have like adult jumbo ones for like the lawn or something. That would be fun. I haven't ever played the jumbo version. What, just jumbo? Oh, okay. okay yeah, like know. huge, like large. Like Plinko, like Plinko, like. What is that? In the Price is Right. What? Plinko. No. <laughs> <laughs> really Clinko? I'm like, what is that? Plinko? That was my favorite Price is Right game ever. I wish yeah. I could play that, but Connect Four was kind of, I mean, you slid it down. I mean, you know what it was, but it was just, they've made a very large adult outdoor version of it. It's so big. It has to be played outside. Some of the other ones that I grew up with is Yahtzee. Okay, I remember that, but I don't remember how to play. So that's where you get this, you roll the dice and the sequences to make your evens, odds. Like you had certain criteria that you had to meet by rolling your dice and you get to like check them off and get so many points and stuff. Mm -hmm. We played a lot of Yahtzee, so much that the game comes with like X amount of sheets. And we used to have to go and pay and make copies of the sheets (laughs) to play more. And then we're like, why don't... We just write it down on a piece of paper. Like it was ridiculous. <laughs> you know, that's just three right off the bat. What were some of yours? Do you remember Shoots and Ladders? Yeah, that's right next to Candyland. Yeah, we, we played that. Um, do you know what Lincoln Logs were? <laughs> <laughs> okay, why don't you Google what year Lincoln Logs came out and you tell me if I know what a Lincoln Log is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm surprised you know what a Lincoln Log is. Didn't you have just like, you know, big block Legos? You didn't even get the tiny ones. Yeah, we had Legos, the big ones and the small ones. Um, But we also had Build-A-Bears. Like we were Build-A-Bear kids. Oh, no. mm -mm. My kids had Build-A-Bears. We did not. We had Cabbage Patch dolls. As I was like thinking about what games I played, I was like, she's going to say Cabbage Dolls. (laughs) Because I I don't know anything about it. I just know that it was like from before my time. What else? Um, Settlers of Catan. Catan. What? You don't know what Settlers is? No. Okay. That's um, a game? A place? A yeah, no, it's Catan. Catan. I don't know. Okay. What that is. Whatever. It's just like a board game. We- is it like everybody should have access to that game or was this like a Jewish culture? No, none of, nothing I said was from my Jewish culture. Like you brought what? up the Jewish thing. I didn't. <laughs> well, I've never heard of this. Obviously, we played like house. You know, things like that. Um, We played like video games a little bit like on the computer, not video games. But like there was a game called Sky Roads where you would have be like an airplane and you would have to like jump on things. Um, 
trying to think what else. I was just going to say that we had, you know, like Atari where, you know, you got to play certain games and like Nintendo. So you had like Donkey Kong and Pac-Man and Tetris and Frogger and Tetris. And what was it? Um, Super Collapse. You know what Super Collapse is? No. Super Collapse is where you have to like break the colored boxes that have three in it, like three connected to it or more. Did you play Paperboy? What's Paperboy? That was the kid no. with the bike throwing the newspapers at people's door because he was the paper delivery boy. No. You have to avoid all these obstacles. No. It's right. It's kind of concept with like Super Mario Brothers. Did you play that? I did, but we didn't have that in our house, but my cousins did. So, yeah. Did you play Boggle? Yes. Boggle <gasps> rocked. We had the actual like, you, you know, you shake it and then like, oh, yeah. Boggle. Wait a minute. Okay. So then what, like, what about like hungry, hungry hippos? I know what that is. Like that was probably a younger age, but yeah. Yeah. He definitely was younger. (laughs) I know a lot of people who were into D and D dungeons and dragons. I did not get into D and D people. I'm sorry. I'm not good at role-playing and keeping a straight face. Ergo Audra does not also do well at poker. Or cards against humanity. <laughs> You'll always know which card it was mine. <laughs> oh, mousetrap. Have you played mousetrap? Oh, my! that was no. my game. <laughs> that was my game. My sister played Operation and I played mousetrap. However, didn't always play by the rules. And I would just build the whole track and then play the game instead of building it as you go. Mm-hmm. And always trying to see if I could trap the mouse. But I'm also for animal rights. And so then I didn't want to trap the mouse and try to figure out how to like get away with it. I can't remember how to play that game, but I do remember loving it. I like to build things. So I was all over that kind of. Mm, Definitely. Those kind of games. Yeah. I wonder what kids play now. Like, do you think they play board games? My kids have played Life, which we also played. I've definitely played a lot of rounds of Life, the game of Life with them. Um, we've definitely done our fair share of Yahtzee, Boggle, a little bit of Scrabble in video games. We definitely played a bunch of those when they were younger. The other kind of games that I'm trying to think of like what they had for games, I think just because technology really kind of changed people from playing board games to computer games or video games to computer games to apps on their phone like what about hula hoops i don't know that that was a game but we definitely had hula hoops right next to a pogo ball oh are you talking about a pogo stick or a pogo ball no the pogo ball (laughs) the one that had the ball and then it had like the little saucer around it. oh yeah and bounce yes yes that but we had pogo sticks so like oh my god do you think people use pogo sticks (laughs) anymore do you know what that is i do know what it is I've seen like um, epic fails of people on pogo sticks. We, we were on the second floor. My funniest memory was like, I, I was using my pogo stick in my room. <laughs> you must have driven oh, your yeah. parents in. Well, my cousins live downstairs from us. And so my aunt comes marching up the stairs. <laughs> the, the lights are flickering. <laughs> We had a lot of outdoor games. I mean, we used to play horse and pig with basketball. You know, you would oh, play yeah, until yeah. you got the ladders. And also two square, four square with the ball. We played 
an insane amount of kickball in the neighborhood because we had all the neighborhood kids came to where me and my best friend lived because we lived in an apartment complex. We had so many neighborhood hide and seek games with parents until it got too dark to see kids and or parents and kickball. We played so many games of kickball as kids with our parents. I guess those were the really fun times because the parents were involved. I miss those. Now that, you know, I think about it. I miss the hide and seek in the kickball. I don't miss hide and seek. That was anxiety inducing. <laughs> <gasps> really? Yeah. Uh, what about Monopoly? Oh, definitely. I still play it on my phone, my iPad. Have you ever played Triopoly? No, I don't want to know what that is. That sounds like too much. <laughs> it's three levels of Monopoly. Holy moly. No way. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you know what about those things that you would fold the paper in like this origami like truth teller thing? Oh, that like, little, the four triangles. What's your favorite color? Red or blue? <laughs> R-E-D. <laughs> what's your favorite number? Three. One, uh, two, three. I'm going to make one for my husband. See if he enjoys it. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that could go in it's a just, whole different direction. You know it's just interesting because we, we can talk on like these games for a while, but we'll never end because there's so many games. But like, it's interesting to see which games like I played as my in my kid and what you played and like just growing up at different times in different cities and different cultures and different lives and different families. So, yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised that we actually knew a lot of the other one's games. Because yeah, I thought it was going to be very different, but I'm no, but you pleasantly surprised. I was raised by like the games that my older sisters like, and they're not much younger than you. So was that a compliment or a burn at the same time? <laughs> but how'd you, what? How'd you take a burn from that? They're like, oh, because my older sisters, um, they're not that much younger than you. <laughs> but um, they're like three years, four. I don't, I don't, I don't know how old they are. Never mind. <laughs> Going I south, can, people. I can do the math, but it never went south. You, you, that's all you. I did <laughs> not go south. I totally did it. Oh, God. hilarious. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Bit Above. We invite you to go ahead and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening now. And this way you can get notified when new episodes come out. We put out episodes every Wednesday and Friday. You can find us on social media at A Bit Above Pod or email us with your questions, comments, anything at a bit above pod at gmail.com. Also send us questions for Josh Nichols, the therapist, so we can ask him your questions. We have questions ourselves, but we have him on periodically to talk about the questions we have for him Ask the therapist segment. So send us your questions for him. Obviously it's going to stay anonymous. And so whatever you want, just email us again. That's a bit above pod at gmail.com. The next episode comes out on Wednesday. So we'll see you then.